G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The Christian man said it wasn't the new covenant. He's reading from the old covenant. And it was a shock because this Jewish man for the first time had heard about Isaiah 53. Again, because in all his life it had been sort of withheld from him. Hearing it was that it was describing the life of Mm. Jesus. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We're working through a lengthy series on Mashiach, and at the moment a series within a series looking at the forbidden chapter of Isaiah 53. It's been going for a while, but we've been paying special focus to this chapter because it's been uh, put aside in synagogue readings for a long time because it caused arguments and confusion about who the chapter is actually talking about. Historically, it was always understood to be talking about Mashiach or the Messiah, but it seems to describe Jesus very accurately, and that's something most Jewish people can't accept. So we've been comparing each verse of this chapter with Jesus' life, and today we're going to be working through verse 11. We've talked about this a a bit. It's kind of sad that the Jewish people as a whole just, just refuse. They can't see that this particular chapter mirrors perfectly the life of Jesus. Actually, I once heard a story of a a Jewish gentleman who had a Christian friend who invited him to come to church. And the Jewish gentleman said, well, I will come to church. Just don't read any of your Bible to me. I'm not interested in any of your Bible. We're talking about the new covenant. Uh And so when they went, the, the pastor actually was quoting from Isaiah 53. And the Jewish gentleman said to his his Christian friend, I thought I said I didn't want to hear any of that. <laughs> and the Christian man said it wasn't the new covenant. He's reading from the old covenant. It's Isaiah wow. 53. And it was a shock because this Jewish man for the first time had heard about Isaiah 53. Amazing. Again, because in all his yes. life he'd, it had been sort of withheld from yeah. him. And that's the conclusion he came to from just hearing it was that it was describing the life of mm, Jesus. That's amazing. So that's the power of the word. Hey? Yeah. Well, let's look at another one of these verses. In fact, we'll do the last few. We're wrapping up Isaiah 53 today. Isaiah 53, 11, As a result of the anguish of his soul, he'll see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he'll bear their iniquities. Yeah, okay, so this is describing Mashiach being satisfied by his sacrifice, satisfied with what he's done. Okay, he took the torture and the sorrow, he endured it, and he knew that it was going to be sufficient to provide that redemption. He didn't enjoy it, but satisfied with his work, Mm. he achieved so much. Salvation, redemption, justification. All those who put their faith in him receive all of those things. What he endured and suffered was more than enough to pay for the sins of the world. I mean, that's a job well done. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Romans 6.10 actually goes on to say that it says, The death that he died, he died to sin once for all. He only had to do it once, no more necessary. But the life that he lives, he lives for God. And Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10 is awesome. All of Hebrews is awesome because it describes Jesus as the fulfillment, this sacrifice. Mm. You should read Hebrews. It's amazing. Uh, Hebrews 10, 12 to 14 says, But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins 
before all time, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering, he perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Mm. Isn't that awesome? It is, yeah. It's It's spectacular. Oh, my goodness. His sacrifice, it's a one-time thing. And then Jesus actually said with his own mouth that his sacrifice was complete and sufficient. Okay, just like in Isaiah 53, 11, he said in John 19, 30, therefore Jesus had received, when he had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the, his spirit. He knew it was finished. It mm. was done. Yep, the work was completely complete. complete. Which is why in Hebrews 10, it says Jesus sat down because he was, he the was work done. was done. Absolutely. So didn't need to stay standing. Didn't, no. Well, let's move on to uh, verse 12 then. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great and he'll divide the booty with the strong. Because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. At first glance, you think, I don't, I, what does that mean? I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> okay, this is really powerful. It's talking about the powerful, resurrected, glorified Mashiach in this verse. This is a conqueror taking spoils from the enemy. And he did. He absolutely mm. crushed Satan, just like was prophesied in Eden that he would crush the head of the devil Mm. under his heel. And it's taking this victory from the enemy. His sacrifice, his willingness to suffer torture and humiliation, and the excruciating death for those who are guilty of sinning grievously against God. Now, I know some of us don't think that we've sinned that bad, but one sin against God Mm. is a grievous sin. It's enough to separate us from him forever. That's right. It's just that we want to measure our sins by our own standards. It's not a good thing to do. Okay, so he was able to pay the debt of our sin, my sin. He paid my my debt to God, redeeming me from death and hell and the grave, and he is the sole victor. Mm. And I get to stand beside him because of what he's done for me. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I feel so much gratitude for that. I really do. I want to read to you a prophecy in Hosea 13, verse 14. This is amazing. It says, Shall I ransom them from the power of Sheol? Shall I redeem them from death? Death, where are your thorns? Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion will be hidden from my sight. Okay, so that last little bit, I thought, what does that mean? Compassion will be hidden from my sight. So Jesus here ransomed us from the power of death and hell. Yes, he did. He absolutely did that for us. Was compassion hidden from him? Yeah. He received no compassion. He received no mercy. He received the condemnation, the hatred, the malice, and the judgment that should have been on me. Mm. He got no compassion. It all got dumped on him. That blew me away when I read that. That was yeah. amazing to me. 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6 is another verse that will go along with that. It says, For there is one God and one mediator, also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. He was ransomed for me. He was ransomed for you. At that proper time, he came at just the right time in history where he was able to pay that ransom. And I get to live free. Mm -hmm. And I did nothing to deserve it. That's right. Yeah, we just have to receive it by faith. That's mind-blowing, isn't it? Amazing. That has brought us to the end of Isaiah 53. It is an unbelievably amazing chapter. It is so accurate in its description of what Jesus did. Did It's almost like it was written for it, hey? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the other thing that I do want to do, just as we finish in the last couple of minutes, I want to just finish this examination of Isaiah 53, this forbidden chapter, 
by looking at how some of the religious Jewish leadership over the centuries were challenged in dealing with large portions of scripture that had historically been understood to be describing the Mashiach, how they simply kind of tucked it away uh, where it couldn't be used as a point of contention or concern anymore. Have there been in history Jewish writings, sacred Jewish writings, that actually believed that the personage mentioned in Isaiah 53 and the last of Isaiah 52 was actually talking about the Mashiach? Yes, there were. There was the Targum of Jonathan. Now, this is a translation originating in Jerusalem from the the post-Talmudic era. So the Targum of Jonathan agrees that Isaiah 53 is about the Mashiach. The Talmud actually itself never, ever, ever has attributed Isaiah 53 to the people of Israel as a nation. Mm. They've never done that. Um, the Tractate Sanhedrin 98 and Sota 14. Okay, these names are not going to mean much to you, but they attribute Isaiah 53 to uh, being the Mashiach. The Midrash Rabbah, chapter 5, verse 1. Also, Midrash Tanhuma and the Midrash Konen, they attribute Isaiah 53 to being the Mashiach. There's a number of others. There's the Jewish prayer book for the Day of Atonement, the Zohar. That's a book on Jewish mysticism. Now, again, these are not inspired scripture. These are writings about scripture, about what they believed it to mean. There's more as well. They all attribute Isaiah 53 to being that of a a single individual person, the Mashiach, never the nation of Israel. And it's, again, I know I've said this before, it's a little bit bittersweet because I feel such grief in my heart for the Jewish people who've pushed this away and don't want to look at it because it looks too much like Jesus. Mm. But if they would look at it and see Jesus, they'd meet their Messiah. Well, it does bring it to the end of this little mini-series within the larger series on Mashiach, studying the chapter of Isaiah 53. But next time we're going to continue discovering some more of the personality and characteristics of Mashiach, next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.